The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the critically acclaimed Even Money Podcast. We're picking up listeners left and right, probably because we continue to roll with the best bets. It's been an unbelievable season in that regard. He is Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of Professional Football Gambling, the Westgate Super Contest. I'm Ross Tucker, a former NFL offensive lineman that really enjoys telling you guys where to place your bets and then watching them very closely during the game. It gives me a rooting interest, which is very cool. We're presented by betonline.ag, the online gaming website of choice for the Even Money podcast with the best odds and the fastest payouts. The only place to find Steve on Twitter is at Fezzik Sports. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter and Instagram for my press box food videos. I'll be on the sideline in Philly again on Sunday night. They usually have a pretty good spread. Uh, If you're a Facebook person, facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And if you like the way that Bri tells us the game and the lines, follow Bri at RTF Podcast. Um... Speaking of Twitter handles, at L Birdman, that's our dude, Todd Bergman. He is the one that grades us each and every week, which is awesome. And so, Steve, without further ado, you want to get into it? Let's do it. All right. By the way, we will be joined in a little bit by Dave Mason from Bet Online, who's going to talk to us a lot about the conference championship lines, where the money's going, some Super Bowl look-ahead lines. We love Dave Mason from Bet Online. I love just listening to him and Steve talk to each other in their gambling language. It's very entertaining, and uh, every once in a while I pick up a little bit from it. Last week, Steve, uh, we were 2-1 and one on our best bets. Uh, we nailed both best bets on the Eagles-Falcons game And we got destroyed on the under for the Jags-Steelers game. And I'll ask you about that when we get a little bit closer. For the week, you were up one unit. That Jags-Steelers game crushed you. You lost five units on that game. Otherwise, you would have been up even more. And I was down two units. 
man, oh man, that Saints-Vikings miracle hurt me quite a bit as well. Wow. But honestly, let me just make this point, Steve. I root for good games. Now, I, I want, you know, the bets that I give you guys to come through, but I really root, like for me as a, as a member of the media, I root for good games. So like the fact that that happened, I was thrilled that we had that awesome of a game to talk about and everything that happened in that game, even though um, I lost the, the Saints side. I think the under had already been gone. It was 45 and a half. So the final score was what? 29-24. So it was 24-23. So yeah, after the Saints field goal, the under was already gone anyway. So I was thinking I would just only lose one unit, and then the Vikings miracle touchdown, I end up losing three units on the game. But let's start, Steve. In, Atlanta, in, in the Philly-Atlanta game, we both took the under, crushed it. I mean, the total was 41.5. We took the under. The final score was 15-10. to 10. That was two units for both of us on a best bet. And then you had more faith in the Eagles than I did. I, I put one unit on the Eagles. You put two units on the Eagles getting three points. It came through. So four big units for you, Steve, Three big units for me there. We were all over that one. Yeah, and I think it's clear that the Eagles are turning it over to their defense and Foles. You know, they went ahead and tried one bomb with him, and he threw a duck into the wind. And after that, it was much more ball control. Three straight games now. Eagles games have gone under 30 total points. Tennessee, New England, we both passed. I think we both probably would have leaned New England laying the 13 and a half, and that ended up coming through. But um, we passed New Orleans, Minnesota. We talked about it. The total was 45 and a half. The Vikings were giving the Saints four points. So I had two units on the under um, that, man, it was looking pretty good. 17 nothing, even late. You know, it was 21-20. And even then I'm thinking, okay, 21-20, you know, maybe one more team gets a field goal and it ends up being, you know, 44 points. But uh, that hurt. And then obviously the big play there. You had one unit on Minnesota. That was a – you had two units – wait a minute. Two units to win one on the Minnesota money line. Uh, Do that one again, um, do that yeah, one I again, bet to Steve? win one unit on the Vikings just to win the game, and I bet to win one unit on the Vikings minus four. So picked up two units on the game somewhat fortuitously, yes. Somewhat? I, I would say very fortuitously. Um, you know, it's but interesting, hey. but though, because the media, the media only talks about like the final three minutes. So it, it, never mind that over the course of the game, Ross, the Vikings, like in the live wagering, were prohibitive favorites for like 56 of the 60 minutes. And obviously they weren't in the final three minutes. But for the most part, the Vikings were the clear-cut right side. And then you could argue, hey, the quarterback experience really took hold in the second half. Yep. Let's get to Jacksonville versus Pittsburgh. The Steelers were laying seven and a half you got them somewhere, uh, Steve, at minus seven. You took the Steelers. We both took the under 41. Steve, the final score was 45-42. It passed the total at halftime. I was in complete and utter shock. I guess it, 
it, it, it honestly, Steve, it makes me feel better when I'm just that wrong than when it's like a bad beat like the Saints-Vikings. Yeah, when both teams go over the posted total, you know your handicap wasn't very good. And a friend of mine called me. He says, how's the game going? And I said, I'm not going to lie to you. There's been some setbacks on this one. Holy cow, man. That was that was bad. And the Steelers, you put faith in them, Steve. They, they, did, they did not show up. They were not ready to play. They were not. And the book on the Steelers says that often happens in meaningless games over the course of the year. That's why they lose to teams like the Bears. Usually when the game is very important, though, um, they're ready to go. And, you know, it's hard for me to believe that the team would be looking ahead in the playoffs, but I really think that they were. They were. I mean, they talked about it. Le'Veon Bell tweeted about it. Certainly, uh, Mike Mitchell talked about it. So, anyway, for the week, you were up a unit. I was down two. That puts me at 35 units in the black on the year, and you bump up to 19 and a half units, Steve. So, you're almost over 20 units again. As for the best bets, I mean, how about this? 43 Two and two. Pretty unbelievable. 43, two and two. It's really, no, I'm sorry. 43, 22 and two. 43, 20, 43, two and two would really be good. 43, 22 and two, which is remarkable to get two out of three again this week. Very, very cool. Let's dive into this week's games. All right, obviously only two games. First one, though, the AFC. New England, favored by nine against Jacksonville. The total is 46.5. Right, and I I think the Jags have the goods to hang with the Patriots, and I I don't like laying nine, but I just get the sense that the Patriots win by two scores. I, I just... I can't picture Jacksonville going into New England in this moment. I know they played well last Sunday, but I, I don't see them in this spot, you know, being able to beat the Patriots. I rarely do this, uh, lay this many points. You guys know I hate doing that. But I'm going to lay one unit. I, I'm going to give take the Patriots, lay nine points, just one unit, because I don't like that many points, but one unit, New England, laying the nine points, now, I looked at the total and lean under on the total, but I'm a little skittish. And I wanted to ask you about that, Steve. How much does it impact you when you're way off and there's an extremely surprising result the immediate week before? Well, I think you've got to take a look at what happened. And was it an aberration? Was it just a team-specific situation And I think whenever the underdog, a substantial underdog, gets ahead by 14 points and you're betting under, you're dead because the home team just starts chucking the ball all over the place and taking risks on defense and blitzing and leaving themselves open. So, curiously, in basketball it's true also, but basketball and football, you've got a double-digit underdog, close to a double-digit underdog, up 14. Look for the scoreboard to explode. Um, All right, what do you got for New England-Jacksonville? I agree with you that New England would be my preferred side. There's a trend out there that teams that score 40 in a playoff game don't do so good the very next playoff game. Four, 25, and one against the spread. The idea being 
kind of messes you up to have a perfect offensive game like that, and it's very hard to duplicate. Plus, you wind up paying the point spread tax, which Jacksonville certainly is doing here. This line would have been more like 10, 10 and a half after the Pittsburgh game. Now it's down to nine, eight and a half. I will just lean to the Patriots. I don't want to lay it. I am going to play the under for a unit here. And the reason being Brady threw the ball 53 times because the Titans don't defend the pass well. However, Jacksonville absolutely defends the pass. They sack their opponents on almost 9% of their passes. You can't let Brady get hit. So even if they pass, it's going to be dink and duck to the backs. They're going to run the ball more, and we're going to see Leonard Fournette all day long here under 46.5 one unit. All right, Steve, for the NFC, Minnesota, three-point favorites at the Philadelphia Eagles, 38.5 is the total. So I liked it a lot better when it was 3.5, but as you said, Brian, it's down to 3. I will still put a unit on the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. What was it, Steve? What was it earlier? It was 3.5. The Eagles were getting 3.5, but the wise guys scooped in, swooped in from above, and took the 3.5, and I agree with it strongly. The, uh, you know, you look at Foles for all of his shortcomings this year in games that he's decided he's four and zero straight up four close games. They've won them all as long as he's been in there in the fourth quarter. And I really believe that looking at the Vikings, they caught some breaks this year. They got green Bay twice with Hundley both times at quarterback for most of the game. They only had to play seven road games. They got to go to London to beat the Browns and they're really not that good on the road versus at home and their overall stats um, pretty equal in terms of points scored and points against on the road the Vikings are. I don't think I can trust Case Keenum after that horrific interception that um, basically turned the tide of the Saints game for quite a long time. I think it's going to be a very close game. What the heck? I'm going to call for the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl. I will take the Eagles plus three for a unit. I like it. Um... I'm with you. I, you know, I've I've been saying on certain radio stations. I think that the Vikings. I think it's a toss-up game. I think the line is kind of right on. I, I I would lean towards the the Vikings winning the game by about a field goal. But I really think it's a toss-up game, and it's in Philadelphia and getting three points. I think if they lose, it's by a field goal. I think there's a very good chance that they win the game. So I'm with you. I'm going to put a unit on Philadelphia getting three points, and this is another one where I really don't see a lot of points. And I know 38.5 is really low. I, I get it. But even, you know, 20 to 17, you're still hitting the under? I, I'd be surprised if there's that many points in this one. So I'm putting two units on the under. So we have two units under 38.5 for me. we got a best bet, Bry, on the Eagles. The best bet. And Steve, you kind of uh you kind of convinced me on the the Jags Patriots under. Uh, we're going to get another best bet cuz I'm going to put a unit on under 46 and a half. I think you made a good point. I just don't envision the Jags scoring that much again or Bortles playing that well again. And I think you're right about the Patriots running it a little bit more. So, I'll put one unit on the under 46 and a half gives us yet another best bet. Pretty darn cool. Speaking of pretty darn cool, you guys know where to place your bets. And it's the same place, the company that Dave Mason works for, who we'll talk to momentarily. It's betonline.ag. 
you use the promo code even money on your first deposit so that you get a 50% welcome bonus up to $2,500 worth of sportsbook free plays. You guys know the deal. They've been in business for almost two decades. They release their odds before every other sports book. You can get 100% poker and casino bonus. You get a free $25 on your first live bet. Bottom line, this is the place to be. And you know it because you hear from Dave Mason pretty often here. And you will hear him a couple times at least over the next three weeks. Don't miss out on betting tonight's game risk-free. Visit betonline.ag if you want to bet any of the NBA or college hoops tonight. Or you can just use the promo code even money if you want to just bet the NFC and AFC championship games to score your $2,500 bonus. Betonline.ag. Use promo code even money. Dave, great to have you back on the show and always great to be talking about bet online and where the money's going and, and hearing it from the other side. Um, let's start with the movement in the lines for the NFC and AFC championship games this week. We know you guys over at bet online are the first people to post the lines. How much movement have we seen as of when we're recording this 12, 15 PM Eastern time on Wednesday from whatever you guys posted Sunday night? Right. Um, well, the, the Vikings game, we opened four and a half. Uh, the Vikings minus four and a half. Um, that has come down quite a bit. Actually, some sharp betters took Eagles at plus three and a half. Um, so that's currently the Vikings are currently three point favorites um, for Sunday's game. As far as the, the Patriots game, that not as much movement there. Um, about eight opened about eight and, uh, that's the Patriots are up to nine and a half. Actually, the sharps are on the Patriots this weekend. Um, for once, usually they're fading the Patriots, but that has moved the lineup to Patriots minus nine and a half versus the uh, visiting Jaguars. Got it. Okay. And then, um, so just some of my other, uh, questions. I asked Steve this earlier in the show, but how much of an impact does the most recent week have for your lines like that Jag Steelers game and the amount of points the Jags scored and gave up how much of an impact do you feel like that has on the total number that you guys posted yeah it it, it does um you know and bet and betters are like that too they that they, they remember last weekend you know they last weekend's results are um, in their minds. So, um, you know, we still have our power rankings and everything. And then our, our odds are, you know, what we think they are. And you can't put too much into what happened last week. But it, it's still a, it's still a big factor in what happened and how we put our odds up for the following week. So um, as far as exact number, I mean, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had kind of some some early Eagles lines and, and we had uh, the Eagles minus or, or plus plus five i think for versus the vikings and we opened at minus four and a half and that's gone down the vikings minus four and a half and like i said that's gone down so um there there is a lot yeah there is a lot but it's not probably as much as you would think got it and then my other question is what are the the super bowl look ahead lines looking like right now and are people able to place bets on those right now 
Yeah, absolutely. We have all four potential matchups open. We have Patriots are touchdown favorites against the Eagles. Patriots are minus two and a half against the Vikings. And then the Jaguars are minus two and a half versus the Eagles. And the Vikings are minus five and a half versus the Jaguars. Yes, all four are open right now. Uh, the limits are 1000 bucks on the spread. And we also have the totals open for nickel. Um, but once again, we have rebet functionality, which means that if they bet that 1000 bucks, they can bet another 1000 bucks after an odds move for 61 seconds, whichever comes first. So people can just keep hitting that. If they, if they see a matchup they like there and they see a, what they think is a weak number, they can, they can just keep hitting that over and over and over again. So uh, that's really interesting. So do people um, – so basically what Vegas is saying is that if they had to rank the teams – or what you guys are saying, not Vegas. What Bet Online saying is if you had to rank the teams – it's Patriots one, Vikings two, Jaguars three, and the Eagles four. Yes, sir, you got it right. Just That's like that. It's interesting that the Jags are still ahead of of the Eagles. Do people? Do you guys get a lot of action on on those Super Bowl look Super Bowl look ahead lines? Um. Yeah. No. We we do. Um. Not not a ton. Not a ton. But but people like to bet them. Um. You know. It, it kind of helps us shape a little bit early too. Um. You know. It, mo- most people don't. But You'll, you'll get some early action. Steve, but before I let you ask questions, just out of curiosity, do you see value in those? Do you bet those? We didn't really talk about them on the show. Yes, sir. We're going two units on the home team, the Vikings, plus two and a half against the Patriots. Lock me in right now, Ross. No way that line can come three or higher. Uh, I think it's a free roll. If the Vikings look really good, that line could be as low as pick them. Interesting. All right. Well, Steve, I'm sure you have uh, more advanced questions for Dave than I do, so go for it. Well, I want to talk about the rebet functionality because it sounds so good. And for the listeners out here, this is huge because so many books, and I want to ask you, Dave, why other books don't let you do this. You bet it, it has a lower limit, like $1,000. You bet it once, you lock in your bet, and then you go to bet it again the next hour, and it says, can't bet that anymore. You already bet the maximum. How long have you had that there, and how much of an advantage uh, would you say that is versus your competitors? I, I would say the majority of your comp- competitors do not let you do that. No, I mean, uh, you know, some a lot of competitors will once the odds move. Um, uh, some won't at all. Some will, you know, if the limit's the limit, and some will let you um, once the odds move. But the 61-second thing, that's what sets us apart. And that, that's our guys. I mean, uh, our, our shareholders, our owners really pride themselves um, on taking sharp action and helping the sharp action shape our lines. So, you know, our guys are just putting ourselves out there saying, hey, it's, if, you can, if you can beat our stage, you know, our, our guys, when those bets come in and the ticker, you know, their bets are highlighted in red, those are sharp guys that we have highlighted. So when those guys are betting something, it doesn't matter if it's these odds or, or rugby or, or, or soccer or whatever. When that – those red bets are coming in. Our guys need to react to those bets and move the odds. If they don't, if they're, you know, sitting there watching TV or on a bathroom break or, or whatever, and and those odds don't move because of that, those red bets coming in, then then we're we're gonna get exposed. So it, it, our guys really need to be on top of their game. Then that's what our our owners and our higher management expect from our guys. So if I work for Bet Online as a, a supervisor night shift, I got sixty seconds to get to the bathroom and get back just in case a shark <laughs> starts banging on me. Right? 
<laughs> you better believe it. You better hurry up. You're eating, you're eating dinner at you're eating your early, late dinner, breakfast, whatever the heck it is. You're, you're eating it at your desk. <laughs> I've, I've been there, believe me. Dave, second question of three here. How does it impact your book when you put up lines early? Obviously, the Vikings open last week, minus three and a half, minus four against the Saints. Goes up to four, four and a half, five. The Sharps laying it all the way up to five and a half, and then the Saints cover the closer at five and a half. Do you get middled for a significant amount, and do you lose on that game? Yeah, that game was something else, wasn't it? Um, we actually kind of broke even, probably a small loss. If the Vikings, you know, most of the money was on um, the Saints. So if the Sa- if the Vikings didn't score that last touchdown, it would have been it would have been real bad. Um, if if the Vikings kicked that extra point, it would have been really really good. So we kind of got middled there, and it's kind of choppy. We we lost the total. We won the um, money line bet big. I mean, we had one dude who, uh, speaking of the rebet functionality, that just kept hitting that that money line on the Saints over and over and over again. How much money he was putting on that? So that helped us out a lot, bit on money, on the money line. But overall, it was probably a, a small loser, but it's a really good weekend overall for the book. One more question for you. Teasers. I assume you're still taking teasers. That can be an enormous liability with only two games. That's probably why you're dealing 9.5 on the Patriots, charging the customer a premium if he wants to try to tease that down all the way to 2.5, correct? Uh, yeah, that's that's why I see those odds uh, sometimes. I mean, we did take some sharp action on the Patriots, like I said, for the first time like ever, because the sharps are always fading the Patriots for whatever reason. But um, but yeah, that that's that's why that's at nine and a half right now. Um, we will be exposed big on teasers on the Patriots, no doubt. Dave, uh, last question for me: Can you explain slowly this sixty second thing? Because I hear you guys talking about it, I'm still not. I'm still okay. not sure I 100% understand the rebet right. functionality. Okay, Let, let's say okay, our our limit for instance, I'll give you an example, is $25,000. Say some guy wants to come in and bet the Vikings this weekend at minus 3 at $25,000. And again, that's to win $25,000. So he places that bet. That's our quote-unquote limit, $25,000 on the spread. Now, if we move automatically to let's say uh minus 3 and a half, he can bet that right away. But if he wants to get for another twenty five thousand dollars, but if we don't move it, like if he's not sharp, he's just a you know recreational guy, with big money, and we don't move that number right away in sixty one seconds, he can bet another twenty five thousand dollars on the Vikings at minus three. In another sixty one seconds, he can bet another twenty five thousand dollars on the Vikings at minus three. At that point, maybe we were exposed a little bit more than we want, and we move them to minus three, minus one twenty, or minus three and a half, or something like that. In that case. Uh, he can bet it right away for another $25,000. Okay, so you have limits, but it's really not much of a limit because it's only for 60 seconds, and then the guy can do it again. But you do that so that if the guy does it two or three times in a row, you guys have the ability in between then to change the line. Exactly. And, And again, that's, you know, if it's sharp guys hitting that, then we're moving that line right away. 
and um, he might hit it again. We might not moved it enough. You know, we might move it minus three, minus one fifteen instead of minus three. He hits at minus three, minus one ten. He might we might move it to minus three, minus one fifteen. He can hit it again right away. If he does that, then we might skyrocket a little bit more. If he wants to, he can hit it again or or whatever. But the sixty one seconds, yeah, that's that's kind of the odds move thing isn't too unique. A lot of books allow their customers to do that. Not all, but a lot. But the sixty one second thing is is very unique. Um, you know that again. That's kind of our guys really have to be on their on their game on the stage, moving those odds. Right, because what the difference between you guys is you're you know people can put uh, a lot more money than the limit on it because you know until you guys move the line, they could theoretically put seventy five thousand dollars on it. What when does it yeah. usually get to the point where you actually move the line? Um, it depends. It, it depends who the better is for once again, if he's a sharp guy that that bet's coming in in red and he's highlighted that that's moving right away. If it's just, you know, we have guys that are, you know, quote unquote, um, recreational. I'm not, I want to, I want to call them recreational, but they're not really sharp, but I mean, they, they take advantage. Like that guy I told you about last week. I mean, he just keeps hitting these money lines and we, we raise it 10, 15 cents and he hits it again. We raise it another 20 cents. He hits it again. Um, sometimes we don't raise it enough. And a lot depends too on what we need, what we need on that game. If, if we're exposed on the other side, well then, you know, we we're not as quick to move. But, you know, that our guys want a lot of action coming in to get buyback, too. Yeah, more, more volume on the game, and, and um, you know, the, our hold might be a little bit smaller because of stuff like this, but we'll, we'll take so much more volume on these games because of it. Dave, Dave I, I, oh, lied. I said oh, I was ahead, out Steve. of questions. I got one more question for you. Yes, sir. Your, your book, obviously, you take a look at the players and you rate them. Maybe a C would be an average player recreational. A B would be a good player. An A would be like a pro and he's in red and you pay attention to him. Do you have just a select few players that you have rated as an X that as soon as they bet, you automatically make a radical move in the line because you just can't beat these guys? Um, I would say more than a few. I mean, you know, there's a lot of syndicate groups out there too. You know what I mean? Guys that, you know, it, it hits and a bunch of accounts hit it too. Um, so it's more than just a few that are those X, I guess you call them, or red is what we call them. You know, they come in red and then there's orange. Um, but not, it's more than a few. We take a lot of sharp action. The sharps know that their their money is welcome here. Um, so now we, we, we got a bunch of guys hitting us. Awesome. Dave, this was fantastic. Uh, we'll talk this week, but maybe get you on again next week or certainly the week after for the Super Bowl. Next week might be good, too. Just some of the early stuff and maybe the week after for props and stuff. So always Beautiful. appreciate the insight. And I feel like I learn every time you come on. It's just interesting to hear um, how you guys operate on the other side with Bet Online, which obviously we love. Thank you. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. That'll do it for this week's Even Money Podcast. Dave Mason was awesome. Hopefully, we got a, we got a couple more best bets for you. Hopefully, those come through. Remember, if you want to ask some email questions, we're going to get to a bunch of them next week. I've got a couple of questions already queued up for next week. All you have to do is take advantage of any of the sponsors that you see over at RossTucker.com, including, obviously, BetOnline.com. Dot .ag but any of them over at rostucker.com uh, are worth it and then just send the email to me ross at rostucker.com with your question for Fezzik and we'll ask it probably next week cuz we're going to get to a bunch of them and there's no real game 
to pick. This podcast is year-round. We don't mess around. We start to get guests on. We start to look at some other sports. Pretty awesome. We appreciate those of you who give us the iTunes ranking and comment on it. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money this weekend. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.